I got to open the podcast with a public service announcement. If while you're out, you decide to be a jerk and cough purposefully in somebody's face, commit. Commit to being that kind of asshole of a human. Just commit to the role. Because when the person whose face you coughed in calls you out on it, that you're doing it to be a jerk, and you scurry away quietly like a little punk, it just makes you seem so foolish. And you're what's wrong with America. I'll fill you in on what happened to me while I was out at Stop and Shop earlier, right before the podcast. And the 60-year-old, 50-year-old, 40-something, I don't know, I can't tell ages, but the guy who was bragging to his friends about what he was going to do, and oh, I'll get into this whole story, but if you're going to try to, I don't know, is that bullying? I didn't feel bullied at all. It made me feel like fighting. Them's fighting words. How do you like them apples? <laughs> I say, we got a lot of these, not even mass holes, that's just an asshole here in Massachusetts. You're what's wrong with America. But before we get into that story, we gotta talk coronavirus updates. The NBA's closed down. The NHL's closed down. Spring training shut down. Broadway's closed down. The cruises are closed down. School's closed down. Society, society is closed down, folks. Don't worry. You might get replays on the radio. There might not be new episodes of late night TV. Or they might be going audienceless. But let's be honest, this podcast, The Boston Rob Show, has been going audienceless since the beginning. Well, that's not true. Sometimes my cat claws at me. Sometimes my kids bug me. But for the most part, we started this isolation thing, the podcast movement. And The Boston Rob Show will be here to keep you entertained with new episodes through the quarantines, through the pandemic, through the lockdowns, through whatever we experience, we'll do it together. And I, Boston Rob... We'll bring you information, entertainment, everything I can here on the Boston Rob Show. So make sure you hit subscribe. And if you get a chance, if you're not one of those assholes of society like I encountered tonight, leave the podcast with a five-star rating right there on iTunes. Scroll to the bottom of the Boston Rob Show page. Click all five stars, and that's it. You're done. Society might be ending, folks. Could you please leave the podcast with a five-star rating? Thank you. All right, there is a lot to cover. Now, because I feel like it is very important to get some real information out there, this is part of the problem. People don't know what to think, what to know about what's going on. And there's been a lot of misinformation. I I just feel obligated to play some of this interview that Joe Rogan did with Michael Osterholm. Now, I'll let him explain his credentials. Well, thank you. I'm, a, for lack of a better term, a medical detective. I've spent my whole career tracking infectious diseases down, trying to stop them, trying to understand where they come from so we can make sure they don't happen in the first place. But most of all, trying to respond to situations just like this. Just like this. Now, Michael talks about this not being an old person's disease of cases in the 40-something age range, and is ho- these are horrible cases. So we need to stop thinking that this is only an old person's disease. This is what I'm going to unfold, not just in Wuhan, it's unfolding in Milan, it's unfolding here in, in Seattle, 
and this is what's going to continue to rollingly unfold throughout the world. Yeah, where did this rumor come from that it's a, an old person's disease? Is it just because the majority of the people that have died from it so far have been older? Yes. In fact, that's the primary risk factor for dying is being old and then having certain underlying health problems. Now, the challenge we have, there are a series of risk factors that we worry about that if they overlay on this disease are going to cause bad outcomes. And we happen to be right at ground zero for one of the major ones here in this country, and that's obesity. Uh, mm -hmm. We know that obesity is just like smoking in terms of its ability to really cause severe life-threatening disease. And 45% of our population today over the age of 45 in this country are obese or severely obese, and there's men and women. So one of the concerns we have is we're going to see more of these, uh, what I guess I would call very serious and life-threatening cases occur in our country because of a different set of risk factors than we saw in China. Now Michael gives a chilling analogy to what i've heard it described as a blizzard it's not and you know we're going to be in this for a while this is not going to happen overnight and i worry i keep telling people we're handling this like it's a corona blizzard you know two or three days mm -hmm. we're back to normal this is a coronavirus winter and we're going to have the next three months or more six months or more that are going to be like this now michael talks about the spread and the doubling time of this coronavirus we put out a piece the first week of february and said this is going to pop probably the last week of february first week of march because what happens is it has what's called an r naught or a doubling time of, of of these every four days so two two increases doubling every four days so if you go from two to four to eight to 16 it takes a while to build up but when you start going from 500 to a thousand to two thousand to four thousand that's what we're seeing happen in places like italy we're beginning to see it in some ways up in seattle it's what happened in china and uh you know when people are confronted with that suddenly this low risk phenomena that everybody talks about isn't so low anymore then michael convinces me and i discussed the conspiracy theories here on the podcast but once i heard him talk about could this potentially be a biological weapon and him giving actual evidence to why he believes it's not i'm convinced this is not and as part of my work i i spent a lot of time in this area and i actually uh, through a series of uh, serendipitous events became a personal advisor to his majesty king hussein of jordan before he died on this topic i got really into it um, I wrote a book that was published on uh, 9-11 of 2000 called Living Terrors, What Our Country Needs to Know to Survive the Coming Bioterrorist Catastrophe, and I think I bought eight of the 12 copies that were sold that year afterwards. And then when 9-11 happened, of course, then it became really prominent. Um, and then I went on to serve on a group here in the United States that was basically the National Science Advisory Board on Biosecurity Safety Issues. So I've had a lot of experience in this area. And so I bring that to the table and I tell you there is no evidence whatsoever that this is a bioweapon or that it was accidentally released from the Wuhan lab. Um, today, with the genetics we have on these viruses and how we can do testing, we can almost date them almost like carbon testing. You know, so radiocarbon, you want to know how old a, a block is or something like that. This thing clearly jumped from an animal species probably the third week of November to humans. And pangolins, you know, these scaly anteater-like animals are, are a very good source because we have coronaviruses just like those in these animals. And it got into a human. So, you know, we've surely had a lot of challenges with that, but I don't believe that there's any evidence linking this to one, an intentional release an or an accidental release or that it's an engineered bug. It's not. We could not have crafted a virus like this to do what it's doing. I mean, we don't have the creative imagination or the skill set. If somebody said, okay, I want to find a virus that will take out a lot of people, okay, 
this one, Mother Nature does it so much better than we could ever do it. And, you know, whether it was Ebola, whether it's this one or it's antibiotic resistance, any of these things. I mean, you know, you and I were talking earlier about the potential for chronic wasting disease to be a problem for humans. You know, Mother Nature's doing it pretty well on her own. You know a dude's wicked smart if he's saying, oh, we narrowed it down to the third week in November that it jumped from an animal to a human. That's some damn good science to be making those claims. Cleaned up that conspiracy theory with me real quick. Now, there's so much more to that interview. In fact, Joe talks with Michael Osterholm for an hour and a half. I posted the full interview on my website on the blog section of bostonrobrobb.com. I highly suggest everybody take an hour and a half and watch this. You got some time now if you're out of school, out of work, but it's got some great information. It's very informative, and it's what I think more people should be hearing, should be informed with. I don't know. Call me crazy, but this dude, pretty educated. So I I needed to play that. Big props, big shout-out, big awesome thank you to Joe Rogan for doing that interview at that time. Um, and hopefully he does some more of these interviews. I am sold on that Joe Rogan. That was a good interview that might have helped some people get informed and make informed decisions. I don't know. But a rad interview. So check out Joe Rogan's YouTube channel, uh, podcast on iTunes. I'm not sure. You can find it everywhere. The dude's everywhere. He's like number one podcaster. But I, I suggest watch the interview with Michael Osterholm. I've watched that. A few times so far. And I've skipped around, skipped through it. But how chilling is that? The way Michael Osterholm described what's happening right now. For those of you with anxiety or for those of you who are a little more scared than you want to admit, I I feel for you, man. Because just hearing him describe that this is a coronavirus winter, not a blizzard. Which, I mean, I've had a feeling of that for a while, so no surprise to me. But... Those of you hearing that for the first time, winter is coming. It's gotta be chilling. Winter is coming. No, you're not. I know. That's how. That's the inner voice in you. You know, when you hear Michael Osterholm tell you, winter is coming. You go. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not coming, winter. No, we just got through you here in New England. Winter is coming. Oh gosh. No, you're not. That sounds crazy. It does sound crazy, but. He's wicked smart, and he's smarter than me. What are you going to do? Now, the kids are excited. That's that's one good thing. You know, this isn't really affecting children, and they're all excited. I saw a trend, a hashtag trend, calling this the corona break because schools all over America are being closed. Here in Massachusetts, if you're looking for school closings, I did tweet the most updated list. Then again, depends on when you listen to this. Everything's changing, but... I'll try if you follow me on Twitter at Boston Rob R O B B. I'm trying to tweet out good information, the most updated stuff when it comes out because it's hectic and parents. I mean, we got to deal with this somehow, right? Leave it to the kids. The Corona break, Jesus. Talk about a Corona apocalypse, lockdowns, and they're calling it the Corona break. They're all excited. Good for them though. <laughs> uh, to be young in a pandemic. Now, I've been frustrated because of the inept leadership going on from the president to the governors to the schools. Yes, they're now closing down, but it's really frightening for me to know and hear that stuff from Michael 
And if you go into that interview, just beware. Some of that stuff is really disturbing when he talks about the transmission rate and how contagious and how highly infectious people are at the beginning of this before they have symptoms. And when you get that information and then you see what the leaders have been doing, even the schools, I mean, for them, for any school that had a confirmed case and then closed down, shame on you. You should, the leadership is failing us right now. They're inept from the presidents to the governors, even the governor here in Massachusetts. I mean, the president, number one, though, and this is where it's all coming from, the top down, folks. And I get it. It's tough to be a leader. It's like taking care of a bunch of children. You got to do what's best for them. It's not going to be what's popular. But let's face it. This is why the shelves are empty, because people don't know what's going on, so they're kind of panicking. And then some people are trying to cash in on the panic and resell it on the secondhand market. And if people just had better information, and I'm telling you this because I watched YouTubers who lived in Wuhan and who lived in China during lockdowns, and they were still able to go grocery shopping and get things get the necessities, get toilet paper. It wasn't this mass freakout. But when you have the leadership we have that gives you all this mixed signal, mixed messaging, misinformation, they don't know what to do. Do we close everything down? Do we not? It's like somebody just needs to start making some fucking decisions and be okay with it. And, and you know, be all right. Who cares what the polling numbers say? Who cares what politics say? Just fucking make a decision because lives are depending on it and our healthcare system is going to get strained at some point. That's what this boils down to, folks. This pandemic is going to expose like a raw nerve all the flaws and weaknesses in our society. And tonight, I mean, earlier today, I watched Trump, Trump, Trump. That's what I'm going to call him, Trump. I'm the best at press conferences. I watched his press conference, and finally I heard him talk about this drive-through testing that they were setting up. By the way, South Korea, Germany, drive-through testing right away. Before it was even like a huge outbreak in their countries, they had drive-through testing set up. People could do it. Other countries have this set up. They're working on setting this up. It's a real thing existing in the world. And finally... I mean, the the disease is already in the country. We don't have the test, so we can't get real numbers. I'm very concerned about that. But the fact that today, after half the country's states are in states of emergency, we're now talking about drive-through test and only talking about it. He's surmising that we could do this potentially soon. That's ineptitude. That is being a bad lead. I, I hate to say it, but bad leader. No. No, you should have done this a long time ago. But then again, if you don't know, Trump fired the pandemic response team in 2018. We had, yes, we here in America, we had a group. You would think in America with scientists and Boston being a hub of medical stuff and all this, we would have a group of, of experienced individuals with decades of experience for exactly this kind of thing, right? Well, we did, but the Trump administration eliminated their positions in 2018 in 2018 oh that's frustrating and when you read i tweeted one of the articles um when you read what people were saying in 2018 after rear admiral tim zymer i think I, if i'm mispronouncing his name forgive me but when 
people were talking about him getting fired, that he was a silent hero that had gone unrecognized and he was protecting our borders from a threat that we couldn't see, we didn't know about. And people saying him being fired was a huge mistake. And what do you know? We needed a guy like him right now. He was a member of the National Security Council, Director of Global Health Security. That's a person you would want in charge right now, the Director of Global Health Security here in America. Well, Trump eliminated that whole position. You're welcome. So we don't have a response team to a specific thing called a pan-fucking-demic. My God, this is fucking irresponsible of these leaders. And I get it. Again, I get it. It's tough. It's like taking care of kids. You got to make these tough decisions. But fuck, you're running real late on some shit. Okay? Now, if you didn't see the press conference, uh, or maybe you heard about it, or maybe you read something about it, hopefully people are fact-checking him. Because once you do, you start realizing, and I can't, I feel so fucking dumb because I believed him. Trump was talking, he, he brought out some other lady, and they were talking about showing this chart that they had made. It looked like they fucking used stuff from Michael's Arts and Crafts, and they had done this big poster board where they were like, Google right now, we've talked to Google, they're creating a website where we can set up, you can register, you can put in your symptoms and find a local drive through testing that you can just go to. And Google's working on this. And they said Google 40 times, and I thought, oh, finally, somebody's fucking... You know, going to take the reins and fix shit. If anyone can, it, it's got to be Google, right? Well, it turns out Google had no idea that they were going to say that. Google's not even working on it. And in fact, it's a sister company from the company Alphabet. Now, forgive me if I, I'm not familiar with this shit, but in the article it says it's not actually Google working on this. No, None of the higher-ups at Google knew the president was going to say that because it's uh, a company, Alphabet, which is Google's sister company, in a company within that, Verily, that is working on setting up something. Here, let me just fucking read it exact because this is so goddamn depressing. <laughs> it says there will. Oh, okay. So what he did say was entirely wrong. This is not from Google, but from Alphabet's sister company, Verily. We are developing a tool to help triage individuals for COVID 19 testing. He mean Wupox. And they said it's in the very early stages of development and planning to roll out testing in the Bay Area with the hope of expanding over time. This is not what he said. I watched I watched it on fucking Twitter. I watched this shit live. And when you read that, the articles on Wired, I tweeted it. But when you read what they're really saying, it's much different than what is being portrayed. And that's the shit that is so frustrating. By the way, Ass Hat of the Week award goes to, and I don't know if you saw this, read this story, I tweeted this too, the Whole Foods CEO, John Mackey. He asked his employees that had PTO, paid time off, vacation time, to donate to the sick employees if they didn't have enough time. So he wants, I mean, he's the CEO, he can't just fucking give people paid time off, but what he asked his other employees that weren't sick to do is give up their paid time off to the employees that were sick. Now, what happens when the people that gave up their time get sick? Did you think that one? How the fuck are you CEO? God damn it. Now, comic and brilliant mind David Cross, you might know him from Arrested Development, he suggested that that CEO of Whole Foods, John Mackey, donate his vacation homes to the sick people to be isolated. I support that. 
Go, David Cross. You should, you're smarter than the fucking CEO of Whole Foods. My God. I got to give props to one person, though. The Ohio governor, Mike DeWine. If you saw trending the other night, hashtag 100,000 Ohioans. Weird hashtag. Weird trend. I saw it. I had a follow-up on it. So what is this about? Hopefully, you know, they're not all confirmed. Well, don't worry. They're not. We don't have the tests. But what the Ohio Health Director said, Dr. Amy Acton, she said the virus is going to peak late April, mid-May. But what they believed, and I don't know if Mike DeWine echoed this because I didn't see the press conference, but he was tied to this, that... Whatever the confirmed cases are in Ohio, yeah, that's nice. That's not a real number because we don't have testing. They were very clear on that. But they believe 100,000 Ohioans are carrying the virus. Now, when you take that into perspective, that means they could get other people sick. I mean, just the, the amount of multiplying here is frightening, folks. But don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. I got some good news coming later. We're going to make it through this. I, I hope. I'm glad that there have been people that have taken action. No visitors, no public gatherings, school closures. These are tough dis- decisions. They seriously are, especially when you start thinking about child care, hourly wage earners, which I have some good news to that, too, for not everybody. But the health care system is going to get taxed. The sick leave is going to be addressed. Governor Baker, the Massachusetts governor, I think he waited too long. And he's not demanding enough testing. I am reading about universities in town, in Boston, that are developing their own testing, which I say good on them. Right now, what we need is real leadership. It might not come from governors who wait to hopefully score poll points or political points or whatever they're scared of, but people who make decisions in effect to save lives or to flatten the curve, which you might have heard everywhere they're talking about. So this boom this multiplying effect every four days that's going to happen, this doubling effect kind of tapers off. And it might go out longer. This might last longer, but at least we don't have the boom in cases which will really strain the healthcare system. So for all those people who are sharing that meme or GIF, whatever you want to call it on Facebook, saying, oh, we survived SARS and MERS and... Y2K. I still can't get over this, that that's circulating. I hope you're embarrassed and you've deleted that off your timeline. If not, you're an idiot because this is a pandemic. We've never lived through a pandemic. The Boston fucking marathons never been postponed or canceled, which it just got postponed, potentially canceled, depending on what happens in the next few months in its entirety, a hundred and something years. The flu doesn't shut down society, folks. And I don't want you to panic, but we need to treat this with the respect it deserves. You got to respect Mother Nature. She'll lay a whooping to you. And I kind of hate to say this because the severity of what this means is, is, I mean, only the history books will tell, but the leadership in this country is accountable. Everyone who's a leader right now that had inaction or delayed response, you're accountable for what's going to happen. And Trump the other night talking about closing the borders. What's good with closing the borders when it's already in our borders? What's good with closing down gatherings if you already got confirmed cases? What's good to close a school if it's already confirmed case? Has nobody heard Michael Osterholm? <laughs> I feel like fucking everybody needs to hear that. It's already spreading. And the worst part is we don't have to test. We got to get testing. 
we got to get testing because this is going to cost us if we don't start getting people tested. Again, don't freak out, but we got to treat this with respect. Now, here is some inspiring, some rad news. If you didn't hear about Mark Cuban, once the NBA season got canceled, he pledged to pay his arena hourly wage employees like the NBA was still going. During the whole hiatus that they're off, he's going to continue to pay them. And I've seen interviews with him where he talks about, like, screw the NBA, screw whatever, you know, about the season. He says, but these are real people that depend on this job that now can't work. And more importantly, we're in a pandemic, so they, they're going to be freaked out. I mean, you th when you start to think about the ripple effect and the domino effect of what could happen for these hourly people, the paycheck to paycheck, which is a lot of America, and a lot of them don't have paid sick leave, it's disastrous. And if you think you're immune to it, I mean, and you're like, oh, well, I'm sitting on top of a pile of money or I got real estate. Like, what happens when people can't pay rent and you're the landlord? You know, this is really frightening. But Mark Cuban, good man. I hope more people step up and if they can, they do this. I heard New Orleans rookie Zion Williamson has pledged to cover the salaries for all Pelicans arena staff for the next 30 days. That's incredible. And this dude's a rookie. Kevin Love donating $100,000 to help support the Cavs staff. And then as I continue to see new NBA players pledging to donate money to help these hourly people, I was just, I was renewed with faith in humanity. Not going to say this is going to happen everywhere. <laughs> Most likely people won't experience this. But Mark Cuban, this is the leadership we need. A guy who going, you know what? I, I'm paying these people. I don't know if he has the money or not. I know he's very wealthy. I know a lot of these people that are very wealthy could do this. But good on him for starting this trend. And now you see the ripple effect, a good ripple effect of other people going, I'm going to donate. I'm more than well off. You know, I, I'm, I'm okay if we have to lock down for a few months. I want to help those who aren't. That's the kind of leadership that we fucking need. Mark Cuban for president. I don't know if I mean that, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I just want to remind everybody about the ass hat of the week. Whole Foods CEO John Mackey. Yeah, the guy who asked his employees to donate their paid time off. Fucking scumbag, man. And yeah, there was something in the article for those of you who want to defend some billionaire. Yeah, I guess Amazon, who acquired Whole Foods, is giving people two weeks paid time off. But if you look at there's an incubation time of two weeks. So if they have to quarantine, that's it. They have to come back as soon as they get sick. <laughs> there's an incubation time of two weeks and they only get two weeks paid time. I mean, the cruelness of it is almost fucking comedic if it wasn't so cruel. So I just want to remember, remind everybody, Whole Foods, that dickhead. I can't afford to shop there, but now I'm definitely not. So John Mackey, shame on you. You should be a fucking shamed of yourself. And if you want some good stuff, not Netflix binging worthy stuff, although I will say if we're going to all be locked down, Netflix binge, The Last Kingdom, great Viking show. But I posted, I'm going to say this again, I posted a bunch of videos on my website, bostonrobrobb.com. You go there, go to the blog page, hit the menu pull down thing, go to the blog page, or just bostonrob.com backslash blog, 
and you'll see the latest blog has a bunch of different videos, ones that I've watched, ones that are highly informative, and then ones that are somewhat funny. And The Daily Show, Trevor Noah, that dude is a gem. He is an American treasure now, even though he's from South Africa. He breaks down Trump's address to the nation the other night, and he does it so superbly. I highly recommend watching that. He kind of fact-checks him while goofing on him. But the best part was that they kept the mic open before and after his address, and everybody got to see it. If you haven't seen it, let me just play this for you. After Trump addresses the nation about this pandemic we're having, this is how he ended it, not knowing the mic wasn't off. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear that? Some guy goes, we're clear, which you obviously weren't. Okay. Mic's still hot. That's crazy. Yes, it is. That's that's the leadership, folks. And winter is coming. Winter is coming. No, you're not. I know a voice in my head. Winter is coming. No, you're not. I know. I know a voice in my head. I don't want it to be here either. And winter is coming. <laughs> All right. I got to tell you about what just happened to me at Stop and Shop. I couldn't believe this. Now, if you're a listener, if you're a fan of the podcast and you've listened for a little while, you know I'm wearing a face mask out. I got humans that depend on me. I don't want to catch this. Statistically speaking, we're all doomed, but I'm still giving it a shot. And I don't give an F. This is what I'm talking about when it comes to leadership. I'll wear a mask. We're talking about social distancing. They shut down the NBA, the NHL. Folks. We've never experienced this in our history, in this generation, okay? This calls for some new stuff. So I'm wearing a mask, and I ain't scared to do it. I'll, I'll lead by example. I'm not going to be like Trump shaking everybody who's testing positive's hands. Just wait, man. I'm calling it four days. We're not going to see him on TV. He's going to be too sick. Or maybe 14. I don't know. What's the incubation time? But for real, I'm wearing a mask out. And apparently, these like 50-something-year-old dudes, once they saw me, started cracking jokes on me and thought, oh, we'll show him. We'll go cough in his face. I don't know if they were trying to be jerks or just bully me. But they didn't realize, like, dude, I I don't give an F. I'm going to say something. And they didn't like that I had something to say. I'll tell you that story next on the Boston Rob Show. Hey, If you could, because we are in the end of days, and I'm trying to keep you entertained and informed during these bleak, bleak times, science still has proven that if you do something nice for someone, you'll have a better day. So if you could just take one moment, just one second, that's all it takes, scroll to the bottom of the Boston Rob Show page right there on iTunes. You're already there on the Boston Rob Show page. That's how you're listening. Scroll to the bottom. You'll see five empty purple stars. Click all five. It leaves the podcast with a five-star rating and this can grow for us of that for for the people that will be left it can get to them i hate to be such a downer (laughs) but seriously if you could leave the podcast with a five-star rating i would seriously appreciate it and for those of you who have been and leaving reviews i i'd hug you but we're social distancing so i can't i'll give you a wuhan bump a foot bump a wuhan shake as they call it a foot bump That's a good thing to do right now. 
All right, leave the podcast with a five-star rating. When I get back, I'm going to finish my story about these knuckleheads. Thought there were being some wiseacres. Yeah. Not so much. That's next on the Boston Rom Show. Now, for those of you who have listened to the Boston Rob Show podcast for a while, you might know something about me, and I don't care what people think sometimes. In fact, I'd rather just be me. I'm not looking to impress a bunch of people. And in this time of social distancing, I'm especially going to do what I'm comfortable with. I'm going to wear a mask. I've talked about this. When I had to travel to San Diego, I brought him with me. This is a bit concerning to me, and I have humans, little humans, that rely on me. So I'm going to be overly cautious right now. Now, it's more of a respectful fear of Mother Nature than me all-out panicking. I, I don't want to alarm anybody if you see me out, but truth be told is I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Now, tonight when I was out, I overheard a conversation once I turned the aisle and started going down the freezer section. And it was a conversation I was definitely meant to hear. It was clear these two gentlemen, well, asshats, that were in their mid-50s, maybe late 40s, I don't know, they... I hate to do I'm not going to I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to stoop that low and say that they look like they did drugs, so they were probably in their early 40s but look like they're late 50s and they just look like drug addicts. I won't say that. Did I just say that? Oh, my bad. But you know what I mean? It's like one of those people you can't tell their age. If they said they were 45, you'd be like, "Oh, whoa." But yeah, these guys. Couple of probably high school friends. You get a lot of that here in Massachusetts. Well, these dudes made it very clear that they wanted me to hear what they were saying. And I'm not so sure why they were angry I had a mask on, but immediately when I turned the corner, they started to address it and said, see, like, guys like this wearing his mask panicking. And immediately one guy started to state how I wake up and go outside and shake hands despite what all these scaredy cats are doing, looking right at me. I don't think they expected me to just stop and stare back and just wait for them to finish their conversation. And once they quieted down, they piped down a little bit, I continued on. But of course, as I made my way down the aisle, I heard them continue loudly. And this is where it just turns into, like, punkery. I don't know if they were trying to bully me. I didn't feel bullied. It just seemed like they were being punks. And that's the worst kind of people, when they're just trying to impress each other. So they're going to pick on what they perceive as somebody who might be panicked or weak. Because I don't know about you, but if I saw any person, woman, man, wearing a mask, the last thing that would go through my mind is, oh, look at this scaredy cat. Let me go cough in their face. But that's what they said. One guy said, watch, I'll, I'll go try to shake his hand before I leave. And I heard the other guy go, I'll cough on him when I'm walking by him. 
I fucking couldn't believe it. And I just thought to myself, like, all right, you know what? I'm going to walk away because <laughs> anymore I hear I'm going to get mad. And, and I just don't want to have to call for bail tonight. So I left. And I went to the front and I was waiting to check out. And I was getting a text message. So I checked my phone. And what do I see out of the corner of my eye? Someone beelining it for me. I'm very well aware of my surroundings when I go out, just so you know. <laughs> and this dude coming right at me, I thought it was a little weird. But I put my cart in front of me, so he kind of had to walk around me. But as he came back around to go to the cash register, he coughed right in my fucking face. I couldn't believe it. Would you do that when there wasn't a pandemic? Like, would somebody fucking do that when there wasn't a pandemic? Of course not. No normal human would consciously cough in someone else's face. So why would you do it when there's social distancing orders out? Why would you do it in a time of a pandemic? It's like these guys were acting like, oh, I remember the last pandemic I survived. No, you fucking don't because you never lived through one. You didn't experience the Spanish flu of 1918, you fucking hardo. Calm yourself. I know you think you're the toughest guy in the world. Well, it turns out they weren't so tough. These fucking guys were just what I thought. High school punks. Too cool to listen to science. And if this guy thought he was going to cough in my face and I would just allow that, I don't know what he thought the mask meant that I was trying to hide my face. Like, if you think about it in a different sense, when I've walked into stores today with not only a mask, but I wear a ski mask over my mask, that's frightening. When I went into fucking GameStop today, the guy stopped and just stared at me. And I had to go, hey, guys, how's it going today to calm them and say, this is not a robbery. But I don't know what you think about that person. I'm not just going to fucking be quiet when you cough in my face. So I turned to him and said, would you like to do that again, tough guy? I don't think he was expecting that because I could see him pick up the pace and try to go to the self-checkout immediately. So what did I do? I followed him and I went right next to him at self-checkout, letting him know that I know what you're doing. I heard what you said. And if you'd like to, what I said is, Oh, I didn't know you were a fucking scientist. Would you like to try that again? And at this point, total ignoring me. Now, I am a YouTuber too, so I did have my phone out, and instead of texting, I immediately flipped over to my camera, and I decided to start filming. Now, I didn't get too much film because I was waiting for him to respond because you figure someone so brazen to cough in your fucking face during a pandemic has got to be the toughest fucking human in the world right if you got the balls to do that you're like you're probably fist fighting in the parking lot that's what i think at least turns out not so tough and not so tough when you're confronted either because like i gave you the choice to again make that decision and cough in my face you didn't want to talk to me and you didn't want to look at me and when i just stared at you waiting for a reply with my phone in my hand so i could see what the fuck you were going to say and record it you wouldn't look up. And then I watched you walk away fucking head down, trying not to catch my eyes. And I was very disappointed in you. I don't know if you have children. I can't imagine you fucking do. I can't imagine you have humans that depend on you. And I would hate to think what the fuck you've put them through. But you were despicable and you were the fucking reason that this society sucks at times. Because if I ever fucking catch you doing that to a woman... Or some dude that might be really panicked, has anxiety, or an underlying health condition. God fucking help you. I might be okay with calling for bail that night. You fucking 
punk, you fucking rat. Lower than a rat. I can't even call you a rat because I like ratatouille. But it was so disturbing to me that you were that brazen to cough in my face and then just fucking punk out at the last minute. And I don't know what's funny about what's happening right now. And I really don't want to panic any of my listeners. I know I'm getting a little serious, but I'm so livid that that fucking happened to me. And immediately I thought of like, God, my wife wore a mask out today. I saw other women. I saw a lot of women wearing masks today, and most of them were dressed like nurses, like my wife. And I thought like, if these two knuckleheads do that to any... I I felt like starting the fucking vigilante groups that I saw in China that were calling, you know, surrounding people that look suspect when they were out during the lockdowns. I felt like, like, do I need to start that and say, like, hey, if you harass people, and I've read about these cases. In fact, I should have done the podcast. I don't think I covered it on the podcast, but there was this whole story here in Boston about people avoiding Chinatown, and there were people getting beat up in New York and here in Boston because they either, I think it was of Asian descent or it was something tied to this Wu flu. And I thought, like, man, that's so sad. Like, I hope that's not really like how, and I saw it on the news, and I thought, Fuck, this is it, man. This is the scum of the earth. People that are like, oh, they're panicking because we're in a pandemic. Well, let's fucking fuck with them. Like, that's the worst kind of humans. But but what's even worse than those humans, because there are some humans that will fight you in the parking lot, which I was fully prepared to do, unfortunately. I was a little bit terrified. You know, I had the adrenaline going. I was like, this is it. Game time. Fuck. But I just couldn't. I couldn't live with myself, you know? I'm like, if this is the end of days, I'm saying something to this fucking punk because that's unreal. Maybe I scared him off and he won't do it again, but just to think, like, that's what's even worse. The guy who does it and then, like, immediately fucking backs off is like, oh, just be quiet and I'll leave. It's like, why did you do it in the first place then? If you're not that kind of asshole, why are you acting like that? To make some fucking loser friend of yours think you're cool? God damn, I feel sorry for you. And if I wasn't so pissed or so fucking worried that you'd do that to my wife or some other unsuspecting person and fucking try to treat them like an asshole, you know, I I don't know what to do, but I just, I hope better of our society. And I hope this serves as a lesson for any of you young guys. It wasn't even a young guy. It was like a fucking 50 year old. Like if that's you, I get it. There's a lot of townies around here. So you just think you've run shit, but fucking I, you, I hope you got another thing coming, you know, really. Because fucking, if your parents are alive, they need to sit you down and just spank the shit out of you. And I know that doesn't work, but maybe that's the only way it gets through your fucking thick skull. You gotta go right through your ass, you dipshit. Now, I apologize, I really didn't mean to curse that much, and I want to have fun here. But I had to share that personal story, because that really just happened to me like a fucking hour ago. I was so livid. I came home, and I was like, I gotta talk about this on the podcast. I hope... I, you know, if you experience this, write me and let's socially shame these fuckers. I got this dude on video. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I got to look up the legality of me posting it. But, you know, all it shows is him walking away like a bitch. That's the unfortunate part. I didn't get to film him coughing in my face because, like I said, I was checking a text. I really didn't think that was going to happen to me. I was pretty shocked. I was taken aback. But this is the society we live in, right? Tough guys owning the libs, owning the scientists. I don't know who they're owning by bragging about shaking hands right now. Like, it's really a serious thing. Like, try not to do that. That's why people are panicking and fucking buying all the toilet paper. (laughs) That's why you were out tonight buying whatever the fuck you needed. 
it's funny that you thought like now's the time to like gang up on people or fucking bully them. Like, dude, you're a dipshit. I know you don't listen to the podcast, but I I I got you on video, so I know what the fuck you look like, and I I'm gonna figure out how I can post it because I'm gonna make a a video on YouTube about this pandemic, and I'm I'm gonna show this dude, and I think he deserves it because you know if he's a prick harassing other people that maybe won't stand up for themselves, um, he deserves to be exposed. So just heads up, you know, don't take shit from nobody. That's what it comes down to. Do what you're going to do. You know, if you feel like you got to protect yourself, like, you know, I got a lot of kids that are worried about what's happening as excited they are about school. And I, I'm taking precautions, man, from what I've read and learned from very fucking smart scientists they're saying like this is through the air man fucking you got to be careful because we are not testing here in america so we don't know what's coming so to be prepared for my children is not fucking me being scared it's me being respectful of fucking mother nature and for you to try to take that and fucking oh, i don't i don't even know all right all right i'm getting fucking way too serious i really didn't mean to get this serious on the podcast i'm sorry guys this has been such a fucking serious podcast and you know what i don't want it to be i want to fucking have fun i want to joke i want to fucking you know do entertaining shit and i promise that's coming i promise you in fact i got an interview booked with somebody who worked with Corey feldman now if you heard me talk about this on the last podcast Corey feldman has blocked me I think he actually got his social media suspended, and I think he scammed a lot of people. So, hmm, let's see what's going on with you, Corey. Um, but she wants to come on, and I am setting that up for very soon. I'm hoping this weekend. Who knows? Because with all the craziness going on, things might be getting bumped. But that's going to be entertaining, somewhat serious. But we're we're gonna we're gonna shine some light in the darkness. That's what we're gonna do. That's what the Boston Rob Show is doing right now. We're shining light in dark places. Okay, so beware. <laughs> Be fucking aware. Make sure you hit subscribe. I'm going to keep you updated with all this coronavirus stuff, the woo flu, the woo pox, the pandemic. I'll keep you updates. If you listen to Massachusetts, I'll do my best with the rest of the country. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get some testing. People, please. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Stay safe. Just fucking stay safe, please. Okay, don't sneeze in anyone's faces because you might get popped in the fucking nose that old dude jesus if i didn't have kids <laughs> oh all right if you could please please leave the podcast with a five-star rating it would mean the world to me i'm ending right now if you listen on itunes right there on the boston rob show page on itunes podcasting you just scroll to the bottom of the page go past all the podcasts i've done get to the bottom you see five empty purple stars click all five and that's it Thank you so much. This podcast only grows with your help. That's the only way this thing grows. Okay? You can help me by leaving a five-star rating. And that's it. I am Boston Rob. Spread love. I send you much love. And don't forget, destiny is all, folks. Destiny is all. By the way, great binge-watching shows if you're on lockdown or your work's canceled, you're working from home. Seriously, watch The Last Kingdom on Netflix. Greatest Viking show ever. Destiny is all.